this week on Married with Video Games, Final Fantasy VII demo, and then Moonlighter. This is Married with Video Games. I'm Matthew. I am Christina. And uh, we're doing a couple uh, couple uh, shorter segments, but uh, combining them into one big long one here. I got to play Final Fantasy VII. I got to watch. <laughs> You're welcome to play at any point in time. But uh, my wife explicitly told me she had zero interest in watching me play or anything to do with Final Fantasy VII, which is both sad to me and a awesome relief because if I get to play Final Fantasy VII just uninterrupted for like two or three days. Because I interrupt you so often. So often. <laughs> but without having to worry about, you know, the, her missing the story or anything like that, that's awesome. But at the same time, I really want her to experience Final Fantasy VII. Uh, but I did get to play the demo, and it is amazing. So Final Fantasy VII, the original one, came out on the PS1 back in 1997. It was three discs. I believe it was the first game that was multiple discs. And it was incredible. I didn't have a PlayStation at the time when it came out. I was at my friend Ryan McDonald's house. I remember this very explicitly because he showed it to me and he said, this is the future of video games. And I said, uh, you know, I was kind of like all about the SNES at the time, I believe. N64, was that out at that point in time? N64, I think, came out in 96. 96. So it was out, and I, I think I had an N64, but I was still playing SNES games and some N64, uh, but it blew me away just seeing the, those square, how it looked and how it felt and played. Uh, it really made RPGs a thing for me, and I had played Final Fantasies before, but this was the first one that was expansive. The story was just top-notch, and to this day, it's still one of the most beloved games of all time, or at least I should say RPGs of all time. So the new one, uh, it, it breaks away from that standard combat from Final Fantasy and JRPG uh, mechanics where it's turn-based and you are just thrown into the fights and you're swinging and you can switch between your characters and they switch to the systems around a little bit, but I just, again, it was just the demo I played but I instantly knew that I am going to in, be in love with this game. So what did you think of it? Well, you watched me play the, what, 45-minute demo? Yeah, it was probably about 45 minutes, definitely less than an hour. It was cool to watch. I'd probably be interested in trying my hand at it after you do your crazy fanness. But um, to all of our listeners out there, I have never played a Final Fantasy game in my entire life, and I have pretty much zero desire to do so, which is very strange coming from me, if you actually knew me, because I had, you know, my group of friends in high school loved Final Fantasy. I did not care. Loved Kingdom Hearts. For some reason, I didn't care about Kingdom Hearts either. But in, like, end of middle school, the majority of high school... I was into Japanese rock music. So you showed me this demo and all I kept saying was, why does he have gacked hair? <laughs> gacked is a... He's a Japanese rock, rock star. Um, I guess he's well known. I don't know. I'd have to, you know, ask my friend Brittany uh, who's been to Japan a lot. But my, my quick take on the Final Fantasy VII demo, uh, it takes you through the opening mission, the reactor mission. If you haven't played the original Final Fantasy VII, 
you are really doing yourself a disservice, A, if you like JRPGs, or B, if you want to get a little bit of the story, but if you're a newcomer to the Final Fantasy in general, or into Final Fantasy VII, it is a really good place to just see what the game is going to be like. It is very pretty, too. The graphics are incredible. The music is still amazing. And you, I, it definitely took your breath away for a second. I literally <laughs> sat in the opening scene. It's the prelude music, the opening Final Fantasy music, the doo doo doo. I'm not even going to go through it, but it. I sat there for a minute just listening to it, just enjoying the music and taking it all in. And it still brings me to tears to see Aerith every time she pops up on the screen. I'm so excited to dive into this game. Was that the girl with the flowers? <clears throat> mm-hmm. Okay. I have no idea what she you has are to do with the story. Deeply offending me. <laughs> right now and uh but the demo itself i'm given i'm giving it a five i loved it i absolutely loved it my wife again not much opinion on it i'll probably make her play the demo and when the game actually comes out see how she feels about actually playing the game after she plays the demo because it's not overly difficult once you get into a rhythm with it okay i did watch one uh final fantasy at one sleepover it was dirge of cerberus Okay, that's a... Because Gact was one of the voice actors, but it took my friend Melissa so long to find a Japanese copy that wasn't dubbed over so that it was his actual voice. It took so long. Yeah, uh (laughs) uh-huh. Welcome to my high school experience. (laughs) If you haven't played the Final Fantasy VII demo and you have a PlayStation 4, do yourself a favor, download it, enjoy it. Let us know what you think about it. Uh, we'll go through all that in the end, but I guarantee it's at least worth it checking it out because if it's anything of, even if it's a fraction of what the end result's going to be, I'm I'm excited. I'm very excited for this. So if uh, once it comes out, now that you've seen the demo, are you at least going to be willing to watch me play the game? Yes, definitely. Okay, that's all I want to know. I really enjoy when we get to sit down and play video games together. Even if one of us is just watching, it's very enjoyable. Initially, I did tell you no. I know. And that <laughs> broke my heart a little bit. And but then me... you played the demo and I was like, okay, I could get into this. Probably, I probably won't get into it as much as I got into like the Uncharted games, but I'll definitely sit there and pay attention. Ooh, that's a good one. Maybe we'll make you play that sometime. Uncharted? Yeah, may actually make you play it. Is there an easy mode? Yes. Okay. <laughs> there is. I just, all the sneaking around. Oh, man. I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> I hate, I still hate sneaking through uh, Ocarina of Time, sneaking through like the hedge maze with all those stupid Oh, that's, things. that's hard to this day. Yeah, I know. Ugh. But I also, every time we replay Breath of the Wild and we go into that one, the uh, Yiga clan hideout. I'm always like, okay, what do I have to do? Where do I have to go? Just tell me what I have to do because I don't want to deal oh, yeah. with sneaking. I've gotten really good at that part. <laughs> okay, so do, what do you think? One out of five stars. I'd give it a four. <clears throat> so you okay? Yeah. So it's up there. You you're gonna get into yeah. it. I'm gonna make you a believer. <laughs> make you a believer. All right. I'm not not a believer. I just <laughs> I didn't grow up with it. So I made my wife play Moonlighter. So, uh, before we even get into some some factoids about this, I do have to say, she was sitting on the Switch and just didn't want to play anything. It's true. So, I told her, go on the store and buy a game. So, we looked at what was on sale. Actually, we found a free demo of some really 
dumb game. It was a Mario spinoff, but it, it was, was not so bad. Good. I think it was actually like a uh, like a mobile game that they ported over to the Switch because it wasn't very difficult and it wasn't very good and mm. it was on sale for 99 cents we did not buy it we played like the two level demo and it ended and you were like wow that was terrible it was real it was bad. not good so anyway she came across moonlighter and it was a game we had looked at a long time ago uh i think I th- we ended up just <laughs> restarting stardew valley yes we did because <laughs> uh, we already owned it and we love stardew valley but we finally downloaded it and I think you've played that game a week straight. Yeah, so when we first downloaded it, we downloaded it on a Friday night and played probably two hours, two and a half hours. Played a little bit of Saturday after we did, you know, grocery shopping and cleaning the house and adult things. And then got home Saturday night and it was uh, daylight savings time. So started playing at like seven and then you were sorting magic cards and I was playing and I was like, okay, it's 9.30. It's technically 10.30. Am I still playing? Or are we going to go to bed because it's technically 10.30 and neither of us moved? And then I'm like, okay, it's 10.30. It's technically 11.30. And you're just like, uh-huh. And then I'm like, okay, it's 11. It's technically midnight and you have to get up for work. So it was very, very addicting for like the first 10 hours, I would say. Yeah, so it's a... It basically is combat and a shop simulator, but uh, here are some actual facts about this game information for you. Um, It is an action RPG indie game developed by Spanish indie studio Digital Sun. It was released for Microsoft Windows, Mac, Linux, PS4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. It released on May 29th, 2018, and on the Switch on November 5th, 2018. It has you manage your shop during the day and go exploring at night. Shopkeeping involves managing goods and receiving money, which the player can invest to upgrade their town and add services like a potion maker and a blacksmith. That potion maker is a lifesaver. These town upgrades allow the players to craft weapons, armor, and health potions, hire a part-time worker to sell things during the day, as well as upgrade the character's equipment. Uh, the game is divided by four different dungeons. The Golem, Jungle, Desert, and Tech Dungeons. We have only made it to the Tech Dungeon. Yes. Uh, GameSpot gave it a 7 out of 10. Uh, Their detriments were that it was a little weak at combat and it's very repetitive. Their highlights are that it has bright colors and a sharp aesthetic um, and crisp animations that not only sell the world but help it breathe. Um, It is a very pretty game for being in like the quote-unquote 8-bit style. Yeah, pixel art almost. Yeah. Yeah. PC Gamer gave it a 78 out of 100 saying... Moonlighter is meant to be completed and set aside, not mastered and repeated like other harsher roguelikes. Neither of its activities, the dungeon diving or shop management, are as complex or harrowing as other examples of entire of either game type. Why did I think that said entire? Moonlighter cuts just beneath the surface of both genres to let me enjoy the flavor of a roguelike without a lifetime commitment. I'd say that's fairly accurate. Mm-hmm. Now we have not beaten the game yet. No, we we're, we're in the taking tech our dungeon. Sweet time. Which is the fourth, and then I think there's a fifth. Yeah, whenever either it's a boss or whatever, we don't know what it is yet. No, but uh, so for people who don't know, a rogue-like game has some kind of effect where it it starts you at a point. So if you're playing a rogue-esque game, uh, when you die, you lose everything, and you kind of start over. Uh, Rogue-likes are very similar to. 
there's a game called Faster Than Light. When you die, you start the whole game over. What's the one you played on the Switch a lot? Uh, oh, Dead it, Cells? Dead Cells. That's yeah. also when you die, you start at the beginning, but you get progressively better every time you go through. The roguelike in this element is you lose all your items in that dungeon. If yes. you die, all except for a certain amount fall off of you and you just don't get to reclaim them. There is a way to get them, but it's a shopkeeper, I believe. Yeah, his stuff is very marked up, but it's he's handy if you need it in a pinch and you don't want to go grinding it through the dungeons. Mm -hmm. But once you got into it, you were always constantly looking to upgrade your shop, upgrade your character's weapons, and move through. Uh, it is very repetitive, but it's fun. I've enjoyed the entire watching you play and watching you go through. And it also was, it's nice because I don't have to be paying 100% attention. I was still sorting magic cards. We had a <laughs> real big project with that. Uh, and so I was going through that while you were playing. And then you were like, oh my gosh, I get to look up and see the big bosses you're fighting and mm -hmm. that. Um, I also enjoyed the game because it felt like combat, when you, when you were failing, it felt like it was more your fault than it was the game's fault. There was a couple glitches. Oh, yeah, that one glitch <clears throat> made me very mad, but that's few... okay, it worked out. Yeah, there's some glitches in the game, but for the most part, when you're playing in combat, it feels like it's more your fault that you're not getting through it uh, than the actual game. When I was playing, that's at least how it felt to me, that if I messed up and was dead, it was because I did something stupid, not the game was punishing me for mm -hmm. it, which can be a big hassle in a game where you lose everything when you die. It's very obnoxious <laughs> when yes. stuff like that happens, so... I did enjoy that about the game. Uh, it was pretty straightforward. Yeah, it took me probably the first hour to really get the controls down. I wanted like the A and Bs switched, but then when I figured out how to switch them, I was too used to them being the opposite way, so I switched them back. But I have no issues now. Mm -hmm. um, we were kind of dopes and didn't realize that there was more armor that we could make and upgrade so i had what just the headband through the first three dungeons she was essentially <laughs> playing the game on very hard very mode. hard mode and not meaning to because mm. i did not scroll down at the blacksmith to see his other options yeah even though we saw the open slots on her and it just didn't put nope two and two together we're not smart sometimes no so <laughs> once she got that the game became a little bit easier. This tech dungeon's very difficult. Yeah, it's very, very difficult. Uh, but overall, it's been enjoyable. Yeah. I really I like the game. I wouldn't be... I still like Stardew Valley more. Yeah, I would say that. And I would agree with the reviews that say it's kind of repetitive. Um, but Stardew Valley can get that way too. I just felt that way with this game a little faster. Where, like, you and I have played Stardew Valley a lot. Mm -hmm. Check out episode one. Yeah. It's... Yes. Episode one. Episode two is Breath of the Wild. Um, but we played Stardew Valley, you know, for hours on end. And after hour three, I'm like, you wake up and I say, okay, what what do you want me to do today? Because I'm kind of bored with it. Um, Moonlighter is kind of like that faster. The good and bad thing about Moonlighter is that you don't necessarily have to sleep like you do in Stardew Valley. You so can just keep you... playing each day. Yeah. So you run your shop during the day and then... It's nighttime and you go to the dungeons and when you get out of the dungeons, it's daytime. So then you drop everything you just looted in the dungeons to, you know, rinse and sell repeat. and yeah. rinse and repeat. And it's very difficult to actually stop playing. Hence why we stayed up until technically midnight on daylight savings because there was no like break. 
there was no easy break. Yeah, and so you just have to kind of force yourself to stop. But once you see the saving going through, you're like, okay, I'm shutting this thing off. I also don't know how I feel about how much the things you loot in the dungeons, they become worth so much more with each subsequent dungeon. Like, it feels almost like too much of a jump so that any of your upgrades or any of your weapons aren't necessarily out of your reach. Well, that and the loot is... Un- it's. It doesn't do anything other than sell in your shop. Yeah. So it's you're playing a little mini game in the shop, figuring out the prices, and people give you an facial expression when you sell it. But the the loot isn't worth anything outside of that. So if you have something in your shop, and they give you a frowny face, you lower the price, and then you finally get that perfect little happy face. And if you get too cheap, they give you this like the, oh we got gold a good, coins. Yeah, we got a good deal. And then so you're like, oh, I have to raise the price a little bit. So it's a fun little mini game and trying to figure out the exact price of something. You're warding off burglars, birds will fly in your shop. I don't understand the bird. So they, there's some <laughs> weird things you have to assist people, which also doesn't make a lot of sense, but it's in no. the game. There's so it's like a mini game in itself when you're selling items. But that's how you get currency in the game. But most of the stuff you pick up, if you're not using it to craft something you want, it's just worthless. Yeah. Other than, well, it's, it's Wait, worth it's, money. It's but, worthless to you, yeah. except to get you money. Yeah, it doesn't do anything else in the game. They have these really cool things that kind of fill in the lore, but they don't do anything else. You just sell them. You can't read any of the books or s- scrolls you pick up. So there's no pushing of the lore other than the, the light story that you're making your way through the dungeon and somebody else died in there. It's like Crazy Pete? Crazy Pete. <laughs> Stinky Pete? No, wait, that's Toy Story 2. Yes. The one thing I do wish uh, with the shop, and I think it would make the shop a little more impactful, is that those reactions you get from people like rated your shop overall so that if you priced something incorrectly, whether good or bad, it would actually reflect the amount of customers you would get. I don't think this game does that. We haven't noticed that. No, I just think you get more customers as it gets bigger. Yeah, and then you can, you know, buy items that make, you can increase the capacity of your shop or have it open for longer and cool things like that, but they're kind of unnecessary, kind of not. It depends on, it's kind of like Stardew Valley. Do you want to focus on your farm? Do you want to focus on going to the dungeons? Mm -hmm. This one is, you just do both. Yeah. You just, it really is, that's the only two things you do do. I said you said do do. So, um... (laughs) Overall, what'd you think? Uh, one to five. I would probably give it a four. Okay. I mean, it's nothing super mind-blowing. It's definitely different enough from Stardew Valley that it kind of sates that need to start a new game of Stardew Valley over and try to fix the community center as fast as possible. It's definitely a breath of fresh air for the games we normally play, even though it's in the same vein as the games I normally play. Yeah, I, I'd say about a 3.5 for me. I really liked I liked the game a lot. Uh, it is repetitive, but it is also an enjoyable just to watch somebody else play. And you can be a real good backseat gamer and yell at them to go in certain, fall in the pits and do certain things to collect items. You're less of a backseat gamer at this game than you are at Stardew Valley. <laughs> yeah, but that's because I just love commenting on Stardew Valley. Hey, worms. <laughs> anyway, uh, that'll... <clears throat> wrap us up for today if you want to get a hold of us uh, you can get us at twitter at gaming marriage mm-hmm. 
And then we also have an email, uh, gamingmarriage at gmail.com. Please uh, send us your emails, questions, if you have any questions, concerns. Yell at me for not knowing anything <clears throat> about Final Fantasy. Yeah, please. Uh, let her Wait, know. Wait, is the bad dude's name Sephiroth? Yes, the overarching okay. bad dude. There okay. are See, lots of different that. bad guys in there, but he is the main <laughs> uh, antagonist. I think of Alex the game. really liked Sephiroth. I think uh, it was the hair. Yeah, the hair is pretty, pretty yeah. balling. Okay. All right. Anyway. <laughs> no, I got to do my song of the week. Oh, my goodness. What is your song this week? Uh, my song this week is only the song of the week because I saw it um, somewhere on social medias. And it is Save Some Time to Dream by John Mellencamp. Um, we're living in a crazy time at the moment. So it's a very chill song that makes you stop and think about the greaterness of life. I don't, Save Some Time to Dream. Because your dream may save us all. It's and, just very nice. You know, and, and keep gaming. <laughs> keep gaming. Right. What? Bye. It means gambling. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs>